You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round eight of the 2022 season. This episode is brought to you by Toddy gets a goal and Toddy gets a goal and Toddy gets a goal. And uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. It's because of you that we are able to keep this project going and, and your wonderful support. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. We'd also like to welcome our special guest, one of our top Patreon supporters, and a manager who is currently killing it in in the league standings. Uh, It is Patrick Smith. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. Yeah, doing well. Doing good. That's right. Uh, as we see in chat, yes, uh, vamos Atlanta. Patrick is representing Atlanta and representing huh. some just pretty, <laughs> pretty kick butt fantasy playing in general. Patrick, why don't you give a quick rundown for people uh, how your season is going so far? Uh, scarily good, and I don't know how to react. <laughs> Uh, managed Fair. to qualify for FCL in the first window. Mm-hmm. Never qualified for FCL before, so that was amazing. Uh, let's see, where am I up here? I have a league window open somewhere, I swear. I did. I'll open a new one. <laughs> All right, so currently uh, sitting 20th overall. Very nice. Uh, second overall in Atlanta United behind uh, Ryan Walker, who's also been guest host mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, of course, somehow first place in Pro Real Champs League, which I know we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Experts Invitational first place somehow. Um, and just to show how tough another league is, soccer down here, I'm only third in that pro league. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, second in the open league there. So a lot of good competition in that soccer down here league. Yeah, Patrick's been killing it. He's also one of our top Patreon supporters. So this is one of the perks for that. He's getting to be here on the show, but legit earned it though. I mean, it's <laughs> everyone who's there gets to be on the show as part of, of their donation tier. But like, as you can hear, Patrick is killing it. And uh, he's got some solid fantasy advice for people this week a little bit of mix of luck mix mix of skill mix of just the community support so but uh, but patrick is here to share his knowledge with everyone and we thank you so much thank you yeah i know you're coming for me black and red <laughs> he is he is well let's start out by uh, by talking about how we did in this past round so people can can get a feel for how they did overall uh ashley yeah, um, I won't give the long version, but the MLS app and I um, had our issues and I got all my Seattle changes saved, but the team I thought I saved didn't save. That team had Tati. My team didn't. I got 100 points, so I can't complain a ton. Um, I know this has happened to me before, but that was a browser. This was the app just disrespecting me all over the place. Um, but with the 
crazy changes in the Seattle lineups, I was still able to pick up NYCFC defense um, and Sean Johnson. So I'm not incredibly upset about it. Um, but still, I, I mean, to watch someone get a four bagger when you thought they were in your fantasy team didn't feel great, but um, still to break a hundred this week um, was, was pretty, pretty nice. Um, I'm moved up to a hundred and 12. Where's my note? Sorry. Um, I moved up to one 15 overall, um, but because of the Tati of it all and, and other things, I think I'm like 600 um, in this window for Champions League, which it's the first week. So I know that there's there's room there, but not exactly where, where I want to be in the first week of this new Champions League window. <laughs> Blaine. Yeah, 80 for me this week. Not the most thrilled by it. I kind of saved my week on some late transfers. I rolled with some guys that ended up not playing and had to make some changes and salvaged a lot by swapping out three of my last guys, uh, picked up Campania, who was better than anybody on my bench. Uh, Santi Rodriguez got a nice 10 and Callan's got a nine, but I was also toying with trying to fit Tati in there at that last minute. Do I go with Campania? Do I go to, do I go with Tati? The budget wasn't there. I was like, ah, Callan's is good for bonus points. Tati hasn't scored all year. I just I kind of rolled with it and toyed with it and got and the lineups rolled over with Campania in or kickoff time hit. So I got stuck with that. Still got an 80, so not terrible. I think this session of Champions League may be out for me. I've just I was looking through some of the top 50 scores and they're 40, 50 points ahead of me just because a lot of those top 50 Captain Tati and it's really hard to overcome uh 30, 40 point swing by a single player. I look at my team and I'm like, I outscored most of their, the rest of their guys, but they captain Tati and that was the difference in scores. Uh, so yeah, don't feel bad if you didn't. I know there's a lot of people who didn't and then the people who did, great. I mean, you guys are way ahead. That could be an almost guaranteed lock for Champions League this time <laughs> around if you yeah. just keep putting up solid scores. Like a Tati captain there is just, it's too big and I'm, yeah. I can't even be mad. It's just, it's, it's a reality of I didn't do good enough. And some people got incredibly fortunate with their captain pick. I forgot really quick to shout out Matt Nelson, who's in the pro relic, the veterans pro relic who I played in head to head this week. Uh, he captained Mihailovic. So early into this week, I was like, I'm done. What a great captain choice. Like that. I mean, he was the highest pointed player going into that NYCFC game. Um, and at the time I felt it was kind of bold. So kudos, kudos. I still beat him head to head somehow, but kudos to him. Cause I thought that was a, a great captain pick for people who went that way. No, for sure. It's, it's uh, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, for me, I'm probably going to sound like MLS fantasy excuser this week. Uh, but no, I got 79, not a fantastic score, but Hey, I spent most of my weekend being the Easter bunny and, and watching my kid have his first real Easter egg hunt. So didn't pay much attention. Also, uh, again, going back to, to last week, I didn't have a lot of concentration because we're putting our house on the market and they're trying to do, you may notice it's a bit cleaner in the background here, uh, but no, so we're doing some crazy stuff there. So had a lot of uh, shared time, but I, I had some good, some ups and downs with, uh, with my team. The, the downs were some of what I was hoping was going to happen with Seattle. That did not happen with Seattle, uh, but I hit a lot of, of the midfield. I had Mukhtar, I had Mihailovic, 
Uh, I had Lennon right there. Um, I was hoping for some, I had, I went Kevin with, with heel. So I didn't quite get what I was going for there. Also had Zilla, uh, some okay scores. And then I had Kyoto coming off the bench. So that was nice to have those seven points there. So, uh, some decent stuff, but a lot of, a lot of dud just because I didn't, uh, have a lot of time this week. So, you know, it is what it is. It's part of the fun. I still get the community. It's great. I get to celebrate Patrick. That was awesome. Uh, gave me, uh, some some good some good messages on Twitter with his celebratory. Nice to see that. Nice to see that. But how did you do, Patrick? Uh, one oh nine for me this week, which sounds really good, but we all know it's all because of one person. <laughs> it was a true Easter resurrection miracle. I was losing my head to heads, especially against Ryan Anderson in the Experts Invitational, and then Tati came through. And it was beautiful. Uh, of course, I had like full chalk midfield, Hill, Mihailovic, Zella, Mukhtar. Uh, took the chance on Almada thinking, yeah, no. Um, I went Gutman over Lennon, and that almost could have been huge because he should have had a brace in that game. Um, had Wagner, Gressel, they both pulled sevens. Not bad. I'm not even going to talk about my keepers. Um, I started. Ranch is going to hate this comment. I went Brezza for the opening keeper play. Uh, he got a two, and then I'd already made up my mind. Whoever started for Seattle, I was going to run with it and not care. So Cleveland improved me by one point to a three. But Tati happened. Yeah, no, it was it was amazing, and that will uh, bridge us right into our, our fancy takeaways because my first takeaway is – or my only takeaway is – um, I don't think we'll ever see a single game week player with a higher score than what Tati. I mean, sure, maybe we'll have someone who scores five or someone gets some goals and a couple of assists, but that was an amazing score. Uh, that's that's the highest score I can remember for a single game week player. So if you that didn't have it's a, a single game week player, not not doubles, just a single game week. So if if you had Tati as your captain, enjoy those 54 whatever points that you got because that was absolutely amazing and you can rest assured that if if you are ever playing against me in a head-to-head i will never do that i will i just don't captain forward so that was this is a scenario that was never going to happen for me uh but enjoy because that's that's amazing and a, a great little fantasy nugget for you to just just hold on to blaine a real takeaway though yeah, um, got a few this week because there was a lot of crazy stuff that I saw. Orlando's looking legit. Uh, put two on Columbus on the road. Uh, Torres and Urso are kind of headlining that midfield. I know we talked a lot about Pereira last year. He was kind of the guy that when Nani was out, he was the one that stepped up. But no, it's Torres and Urso that are doing it. And Urso's one of those cheaper guys, not quite so cheap now, that we didn't expect to really come on strong. But I think he's their second leading scorer out of the midfield. And then that defense just keeps finding ways to get the job done. So definitely be watching Orlando. Um, don't want to rain on the New York City parade too much uh, because I love what they're doing. They've got tons of good options that are fairly affordable for now. Andrade, Santi Rodriguez, and then Magno have all been really good this year. All put up good numbers this week with Tati still getting the four goals. But when Maxi comes back, somebody from that crew has to go to the bench. And I don't know when Maxi comes back. I don't know how much longer he's got out. But definitely watch them and watch that chemistry there. Um, Chicago is another one that I've just been kind of holding off on a little bit. But Chicago's defense is legit. 
uh, just shut out the Galaxy at home. They're a team that just they keep finding a way to get it done defensively. And when they keep when they come up against some of these high powered forwards, I just I'm seeing them shut people down, and it's crazy. And then finally, because we got Patrick here, uh, Never Vela is a thing. Um, he got a three and a three goal game against a team that I know a lot of people were picking against. I know I, I there was a lot in Discord. All Sporting's defense hasn't been playing well. LA's at home. They're a good team. Who's going to get the – where is it going to come from? Like, Rodriguez is out. That means Vela's the focal point. And Vela got a three again in another game we expected him – the community expected him to do well. This is one of those games that I would have picked Vela for. I said, okay, if you're going to go with Vela, which I'm never doing again this season, but if you're going to go with him, that's a game that you could have picked him for. That's one that on paper made a lot of sense, and he didn't show up again. I don't know what's up, but Never Vela is a real thing at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's on a shirt. That makes it real. And once it's once it's on clothing, you can't come back from that. I think that it is a it is a, a real thing now. Um, I what, man, what was the the Discord hashtag instead of it? Because as you know, I'm on the fence. I oh. never never for me with a man like Carlos Vela is too hot of a take. But everything else you're saying, I agree with, except for the word never. And gosh, someone had a great. Situationally, like, Bella. Was it conditionally or situationally? Situationally. Or yes. Occasionally, I, I, yeah. Like that. I. That's where I'm at. But yeah, I think everybody should take a second before going in on him on a matchup that looked great. Um, because he showed us again this weekend why he's just not producing the way we're used to, and we're eight rounds in, and I think that's a t- time to take a good haul- hard look in the mm-hmm. Carlos Villa mirror and realize. He's not quite the man we once knew. I remember when Diego Valeri started to have this drop off and like everyone would still pick him up um, because he was Diego Valeri, the greatest fantasy point player of all time. But, you know, eventually they don't become that anymore. Um, I also am having some issues with uh, Carlos Heel. Um, a lot of Jekyll and Hyde moments from him that for me and Blaine and I have talked about this at nauseum on here, but to me, I think is related to Bruce Arena. And kind of what he's doing with that team, um, how they're playing, who's slotting in. Um, there was a time when we also used to talk about how, depending on where Bo plays, that benefits Heal. Um, there was there was a like a rhyme and a reason you could look at when Heal's in that ten role, not that wing role. Points. Um, I can't make that correlation this year. Some of it is who he's facing, sure, um, but when he played Charlotte before at Charlotte, he got what twelfth. 14 points. And then, yeah. And then this week he got six at home um, with more of his own pieces there than they had on that road game. So um, a little inconsistency there that makes me nervous for his price point. Um, But again, that's a player that we've come to really count on. And I'm starting to wonder how often we should continue to count on him. Um, And I'll, you know, jump on here as the, the Homer who would, but, um, Seattle's going to keep rotating that rotation was brutal even for a Sounders fan like me who did not see that full rotation coming there was one starting player in the 11 that they put out on the field um, I guess Brian Schmetzer doesn't care about our fantasy teams we, I've been saying this about Peter Vermees for years but Brian Schmetzer now does not care about your MLS fantasy team so I apologize for that on his behalf but 
Um, my point in saying that is they're going to continue to rotate while they're still in Champions League. I don't know if we'll see a ton of it this weekend, which could we'll, I'll talk about a little more later, but um, the weeks that they have those games, even though they've moved some of the weekend games, I, I think you might see some rotation still from Seattle. Um, Open Cup also starting. Seattle goes pretty heavy into Open Cup. Um, I, I just don't love that type of rotation. So depending on where they sit in the week, um, be hesitant there. And then a little overshadowed in the Tati shadow, but Mukhtar and Mihalovic are continuing to put up some great numbers, some really good numbers that if Tati hadn't grabbed a four-banger, I feel like they might headline our conversation. <laughs> um, but just some consistency. And on the road, um, Mihalovic was at home, but Mukhtar, you know, going into San Jose, just really ran that game. And I know it's San Jose, but still that was their, what was it, sixth consecutive road game seventh consecutive road game this season Nashville um and he's still putting up really decent points so um those are just two two players that I'm even this week paying a lot of attention to because they really produced this past past round yeah there's a lot of the midfielders who are coming into their own right now so they're some really I mean if you even look at the dream team there's some really good variety there for for who you can be looking at Patrick um I say it every time they are lined up to play at Yankee Stadium. Never bet against New York City when they're playing on that little bitty tiny baseball field. <laughs> it is their advantage, and nobody saw that kind of event happening from it. Wild. They're going to have the advantage. And it's, my other takeaway has got to be Atlanta's offense, even though we got shut out t- it 22 shots and like a over a three expected goal out goalkeeper of, that game. of the week of fantasy. <laughs> and that, just, just for Atlanta to have that kind of chance is big compared to what we've been seeing out of the offense. 16 point goalkeeper. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Bonus points there for Khan. And the irony of all irony is that Guzan's backup keeper puts in that kind of performance in a game where Guzan goes down. It's no, it's it's wild. It was it was absolutely wild. Uh, I was I had I was wondering about that because I saw a lot of people betting against it, um, and I was like, I don't know. I, I could have really seen something sneaking through from Cincinnati, uh, and I did not trust a clean sheet, which I was mistaken there. But I, w- I could really see something happening on both ends. So I, I thought that was kind of a trap, but uh, pleasantly surprised to see that. A couple of quick one correction. Uh, it, going back through black and red has said that he's pretty sure that Robbie Keane had a 30 something point game week before in, in past fantasy, uh, which if it was going to be anybody, Terry Henry has to did Terry Henry. Yeah, right. Spencer well, captain Terry Henry once for 64 points. We're, we're going with, with Toddy as the highest score in fantasy 3.0. So that's, <laughs> that's what's happening. Modern fantasy. Toddy is leading the way. Right now, I know Piotti had some bonkers double game week scores as well. well in the past. came up in chat too. Duralis yeah. back in the day was yeah. scoring and assisting when RSL was really good. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is just some quick community feedback. Blaine does have a hashtag Nevervella shirt on as well as his MLS Fantasy Insider bucket hat. Uh, if you have any other ideas for what kind of MLS Fantasy Insider merch you think should be made uh, available, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. We have, of course, the hashtag BecauseMLS uh, merchandise that should be there, as well as, for some reason, trending is a Shea MLS Fantasy Insider 
Uh, Jersey, I, I can only yeah. blame you for that, Ashley. I can yeah. only blame you for that. It's um, uh, I have a lot of them at my house. That's what's happening. And now. and if we ever make a Shea MLS Fantasy Insider jersey, we're going to uh, also have to have one for the dancing bear. So, I mean, it's only, yeah. it's, it's only fair if we do that, but yeah, no, just for fun. Uh, let us know what kind of merch you might like to see. Maybe I'll get something printed off from sticker mule and stick it into the Patreon bags or we'll, we'll see what happens in the future, but yeah, just, just let us know that that could be fun, but uh, let's move on to housekeeping and see what you can expect for coming up in round eight. All right, let's talk housekeeping going into round eight. First, a quick update on on some of our leagues. Uh, The MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational League is being led by, drumroll, our special guest tonight, Patrick Smith, with a score of 6-0-1. He is leading by points because there are two other teams along with Patrick who are 6-0-1, so very tight there. Who are are those other teams? Who who, Who are they? I I know what somebody's looking for here. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't promise well, the the other teams in the experts league who are tied. We have black and red who is in chat with us right now. And also she's a keeper <laughs> six Oh and one, but yes, it's uh, it is Patrick by points right there. So I very... think they're both crushing me on points, but I'm still going to hold on to that third spot. As tight uh, as I can. Patrick is crushing you on points. Yeah, black yeah. and red's got you by, by like 20, which yeah. is pretty, pretty, vicious but uh, i'm 10th in that one so it's it's a pretty pretty competitive all these all these leagues that we have are very very competitive i am happy though that i did actually win my head-to-head in the experts invitational even even with my score 79 which was not fantastic i still only lost a lot of these head-to-heads by two or three points which blew my mind this was just a really crazy round in general uh, we're also going to highlight our pro rel leagues uh we have some shifting in the champions league side as mentioned before at the top of the show, Patrick Smith is leading the way in the MLS Fantasy Insider, MLS Fantasy and Boss Champions League uh, Pro Rail Series. The only team with a record of 7-0-0. So a solid, solid lead right there for him. Uh, Ashley, what about the Veterans League? Yeah, we have uh, some switching around here too. Um, we had Almeida's Vibes, which... Um, ceremoniously has dropped out of the top spot this week mm. um i i'd call it a coincidence but i'm not sure um and instead Tracks. now we have a very punny throwing in the cowl Love which it. is a uh, luke keller has moved to to first place in the in the veterans league so yep Matt paula is really good with team name puns as well so that's uh... as a pun team myself i really mm-hmm. appreciate oh yeah that one, so. yeah they're really good blaine yeah. development league FC Red Bull Green Mountains back on top. Uh, man, okay. another win. Our our only undefeated team went down, and that puts eight teams tied at six zero and one right now. Oh, that. Look at yeah, that. it's it's a fight in developmental <coughs> league, but Red Bull Green Mountains just been on it every week. Still top score in the league. Just yeah, we're involved. He loses a couple uh, head to head. <laughs> you fall behind because I don't know if there's going to be much catching him on the points. Now. Definitely not development players. That was just the name I picked for the league. But you guys are <laughs> you guys are doing fantastic right there. All right, let's talk about the actual games. This round starts on Saturday, April 23rd at three o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time with two games: Dallas versus Houston and Philadelphia 
versus Montreal. Important to note that the, the next games after that start at 5 o'clock p.m. or the next game starts at 5 o'clock p.m. So if you're going to do some switcheroos, here's some teams to look at because you will have time. It'll be close, but you will have time to see basically the scores before you have to commit to some of these other teams. So uh, if you're thinking about those aroos right there, those are some, some options, no teams on a double game week, no teams on a bye week. So everyone is here as normal uh, split up over Saturday and Sunday. And um, yeah, pretty straightforward round uh, to go into. We're going to be having uh, some double game weeks next week, but this one's pretty regular. So Blaine, the only potential kinks are, Injuries, call-ups, this thing called Open Cup. What's going on? Yeah, we've got a few things going here. Um, big news. Uh, yesterday, kind of broke yesterday that was going to happen, went through today. Almeida is out in San Jose. Um, so coaching change is always interesting to see. Sometimes teams really bounce back from that and respond to an interim, a new guy. Uh, sometimes teams just fall off the rails and get even worse. Uh, but on the San Jose train, Nathan is back. So that's a big boost to their defense. Um, we've got some suspensions and red card. We've got our first yellow card accumulations, suspensions of the, of the season. Did not take long. Uh, Mamadou Fall or Mbake in the game uh, is out. And then Gregor for Miami is also out. Um, Hagland, Hadaby, and Ola Kamara picked up a red card. I just want to shout out that Ola Kamara's red card was probably one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Was it for the jersey? Uh, he took his shirt off to get the first one, and then he got beat to the end line and just basically wrapped the guy up around the shoulders and took him over backwards. Like it, oh, it's it, amazing! It's stupid. It, it, it's just it's two avoidable yellows. Yeah, yeah. Um, love it. But a yeah. brace, got a brace. Oh no, no, it's yeah. They're calling it the the because MLS hat trick at this point. Uh, two goals and a red card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like um, that because of Melissa trick. Mm-hmm. Merch. Uh, uh, Merch. A, couple, a couple of injuries. Uh, Andy Nahar for DCU got uh, picked up one. Uh, Ryan Gold is in the concussion protocol at this point. And then Guzan ruptured his Achilles and is out for the season. So that means uh, jump to Shuttleworth if you want the Atlanta keeper, which gives you a cheap option on a pretty solid defense to go through. Uh, Ranch wanted me to highlight that we do have the yellow card uh, accumulation list in the mega reference. We will not be going over that on a weekly basis here. We're not going to be highlighting who's on four, who's going to be suspended with the next one for your double game weeks. You have to go, you have to join Discord and go to the mega reference for that. That's going to be a Discord only thing. But hey, it's it's useful information to have. And then finally, uh, US Open Cup is going on this week. Uh, I think every MLS team, but a few are playing. I know Kansas City is not playing this round. There may be a couple. There may be a couple of others. As I think Ashley said Seattle's not playing. I'm pretty sure. But Seattle has got uh, CCL on the 27th, so not this week, but it's following up this week. So you you might look for some rotation in that Seattle lineup. They're going to go full strength into CCL. And so just, they're still going, keep that in mind. And that's about all we've got for this week. Uh, one more thing on um, on US Open Cup. At this stage, a lot of teams do play their backups and some of their academy kids at this level. So I wouldn't expect a ton of rotation in this round from the MLS players, even though it's going on. But if you're interested, do keep up with that. 
watch who is starting there. Maybe some rotation for some guys that start that way or come out a little early in either game. All right. Thank you so much. And of course, if you are listening and you are interested in becoming a member of our Discord community, so you have access to this awesome mega reference whenever you want or whenever your internet connection permits, uh, you can head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. That is the easiest way uh, to be able to join our community. Click the link you're in. It's free. It's fun. It's it's an absolutely fantastic community, helpful and interactive and, and a lot of fun to just even joke around with when games aren't going on. So yeah, and the mega reference. Enough about that. Enough of housekeeping. Let's actually get into the players that you should be considering or maybe want to consider for your round eight team. All right, welcome back. Let's talk players for round eight. And as always, starting with keepers, defenders, and maybe a clean sheet chance or two. Uh, the majority of us are targeting um, Minnesota, New York City FC keepers, of course, uh, Wagner and New York City FC defense. But what other kinds of options, Blaine, should people be thinking about? Yeah, I'm. it's a weird week for me. I don't know what to think on defense most weeks. Um Minnesota gets out there just because they're playing Chicago who can't score. I'm really curious about that opening game and I love first game of the week. So I'm pretty big on Dallas defense this week. Houston's been one of those teams that can score sometimes doesn't score. Dallas is one of those teams that's so hit or miss, but I like pause for the Dallas keeper to open up a keeper room. It's first game of the week. It makes it really easy to slot him in and see what happens and then roll back from there. I like St. Clair this week as my backup on that one. Um, but you could easily start St. Clair and then go to somebody else on a keeper. Defender wise, I'm kind of straight up taking the big bonus point guys that have some good matchups, which includes going Philly, going uh, New York city. But one guy I'm interested in, he's got a decent average right now. And I just, I wonder where that game is going to go is I like Mabiala for Portland and I kind of like Portland in general on this one. I just, RSL has been kind of Jekyll and Hyde and don't know what, what to expect. They're going to be coming off the six goal loss there. So I'm not necessarily looking for offense, but I could see them really shorn it up defensively and just not pushing forward as much. And Portland's just been one of those teams that when they're on, they're on. And I just, I've got a feeling about them this week. So I'm going there. And then one name I'm going to throw out there for Reed. I just, it, it goes with the shirt. I'm wondering what FC Cincinnati is going to do at home defensively against LA. Haglin got a red card and um, the center back is just Cameron's hurt. You so? can't. No, that's oh. half their defense. That's their two best oh. defenders. And Maturita's out. Three of their starting four are out. Okay. I mean, now our defense You're... has never been something to write home about, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got that. I just kind of got that feeling this week. But if there's that many injuries, it kind of goes out the window a little bit. Injuries and red card. Yeah. I mean, that's bold. It's not okay. one of those teams that just must must watch him less. I mean, well, I mean, B-Rod's hurt, Vela sucks. Sure, I hear yeah, you. But yeah, it's, I, I just, I'm not seeing a ton from LA that makes me say, if Haglin hadn't got that red card, I wouldn't have even commented. But because he, yeah. I can't let no, you, makes, I can't let you tell the people to pick. Yeah, FC no, that makes, that makes sense. And I, yeah, I forgot Haglund was with them. So yeah, don't forget that Khan decided he's the greatest goalkeeper in the world last week too. So. Stood on his head, yeah. That's true. But I mean, even when Haglund's there, like a full strength Haglund's not that much better than the hurt Haglund. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
I'm sorry. I've got issues with the defense, but as you uh, should. <laughs> but Nakan, Nakan, no, I like that. Stood on his head. Yep. Right there for sure. Uh, oh, anyway, someone with a bit more perspective, Ashley. <laughs> I, uh, I like Dan St. Cloud um, in, in the keeper spot for, for Minnesota because there's a lot of options to go to after that. Um, I'm going back and forth with going to Sean Johnson for NYCFC um, or possibly doing Bobby Shuttleworth for just price. Um, I, I'm not, and Patrick possibly can chime in, you know, when he talks about this, I'm not a hundred percent sold um, on the Atlanta defense without Guzan, but Bobby, like we said, pre-show off air, Bobby Shuttleworth is a seasoned MLS keeper. He's had more time in this league. I think someone fact check me than Brad Guzan has. So if there's someone that's going to fill in, I think he's a pretty decent shout. Um, so just for the sake of, of kind of keeper and, and, and price and, um, putting money into, into my midfield, I might do that if I don't do Johnson. And again, there's a lot of space in between, um, or time in between the Minnesota game and the later games for you to, to pick from. Um, I am on the Almondson train, um, in, instead of Callens, um, there gets to be a point where you just look at those expensive players and you can afford them all. Um, and I'm not just quite there yet. And I like what I see from him when he plays and he does comparable, not as well, um, but comparable enough that, that I'd feel comfortable taking him instead of Callens. Um, I do think Callens is, is the better choice if, if you want to prioritize your money there, but I'm a little bit clean sheet hunting and a little bit, little bit bonus point hunting as well. So um, for me, it's, I'm going Amundsen, but I, I think that Callens is, is just as good because I'm probably going to spend my money on Wagner. Um, and I don't want to spend money on both. Um, I also like Gutman this week. Um, like Patrick said, I watched that game. I think he should have had two. Um, I think saying he should have had one is factual and two is also real. Um, Brooks Lennon had a great bonus point producing week again this week. Um, and I, and I went with, with him this past weekend and was happy about it. Um, but Gutman is getting into the attack a lot more than we're talking about, I think. Um, and he's enough cheaper that it can make a difference in some other spots on the field. Um, and then this one is, I don't know if it's as out there as SC Cincinnati for, for Blaine, but I'm going to throw it out there that, um, Schlegel scored a goal for Orlando this past week and had been doing well in place of Antonio Carlos as a cheap, I think he's like 5.4 right now, which is like incredibly cheap. Um, and they're going back home and playing Red Bull who are struggling to score. Um, I wouldn't say that they're not scoring because as soon as you say that they'll, they'll turn on, they have people on that team that can and should be putting in goals. Um, but Orlando at, at home, if you're looking for a place to save money, in your defense, I don't know that I'm going to, I wouldn't start Schlegel, I don't think. Um, but he is due for a price rise with the weekend he just had, and he's cheap, um, which kind of gives you some money to play with in some other positions. So um, I, I, I'm toying with that as well. Um, I think he's just a, a decent shout, but again, not, no one I would probably start. Um, but I think there's some points to be grabbed there. Yeah, on your Red Bull comment, uh, Klamala got benched last week. Like, that's how bad Red Bulls have been offensively. Yeah, something's going on there. And I like who they're playing <laughs> right now. Patrick. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm looking at probably DSC. 
uh, into Johnson, but I've got a possible Shuttleworth instead of Johnson if DSE doesn't hit, just if I need the budget somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shuttleworth's 4.8. said he, he's a veteran. That's something Atlanta doesn't have now that uh, Ozzy Alonzo and Goose are out hurt. They've lost all that veteran leadership. So I think that could come in with a little fresh blood back there and get something jump-started. You see I got the keeper jersey on. Wow for goose tonight yeah um as far as defenders main three and i just focus on offensive bps i don't try to find clean sheets because when i do i don't find them at all (laughs) i've got uh wagner natan and gutman i said gutman no excuse for him not to have scored this past game and i'm i like him teaming with Almada on that left side. They did have Almada on the right for part of that game this past week, and it was not working. When they moved him back to the left, it just opened up the attack. Um, may also look at Debassi, possibly if I need to, but as of right now, I'm just rolling with the three, with two scrubs just to get more attack in because attack looks a lot better this week than defense. I think you guys covered uh, pretty much everything. Chat had a name that I am going to throw out just uh, for the sake. Some people mentioned uh, Marsman, who uh, the appropriate response was then in chat of, who does he play for? Uh, that answer is Miami. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yes, we did see a couple of uh, Miami defenders in the Dream Team this week, but we know yeah. what uh, what is <laughs> plagued Miami in the past. They are playing Atlanta, has some injuries, ha- has some struggles. Uh, but but there is still some some bite. You guys got some bite there, uh, Patrick. But uh, that is a name that has been thrown around in chat. Definitely. Yeah, if you see Atlanta rotate to the youths in the same format that Seattle right. did, go for it. Captain right. him. 5.8. <laughs> so definitely a budget option. Not confident on that one. I think you guys have mentioned some better options. Uh, with Dan Sinclair and with Johnson and with Shuttleworth and uh, maybe even Blake, if you want to, to try to have something work out there, be a little hesitant because Montreal does can also score in there too. But uh, I think there are better options, but I just want to throw it out because it was in chat and it, it's worth just making that out there to be part of your consideration. Midfielders. Ashley, what do you got? Yeah. I think the first name I threw onto my team was Dreyusi. Um I just like Austin at home. That comeback was crazy. If you have six minutes to watch the highlights of the DC Austin game, if you're a neutral, do it. Um, I, I really like Austin at home. Austin likes Austin at home. Um, he's pricey and he's not hitting as well as I think he could be. Um, but against Vancouver, uh, he was one of the first on my team. I'm still a little hurt of how he performed this past week. As I think we all were, I feel like he was on all of our teams. Um, but I still like Zella because something is happening in Sporting Kansas City. And I'm sorry, because I've been in that same spot, but something is happening there that I don't know what's going on. And Zella is a player that can pick apart a team that's struggling, even in their own house. Um, so I do like Zella this week. I'm not going to captain him by any means, but um, I like him on my team. Um, I like Reynoso. Um, he seems to be finally kind of popping out of his shell. He's a player that, gets put in all the positions to accumulate bonus points. Um, and he's just kind of had a slow start. Um, 
I kind of have to be talked into the Yimmy of it all, if I'm being honest. Um, but he is a, a, a name that we all had on our kind of majority list. Um, I get Portland at home. He hasn't scored anything other than like a PK and some bicycle kicks for, for most of this year. But when Blanco gets in that team, he does make a difference in the attack. So um, I think at home against RSL, who doesn't have a slouch of a defense, to be fair, even though New York City just put up, that was the most goals RSL has ever had scored on them in a game. Um, so I don't think that they're particularly poor. Um, but I, Portland at home tends to do to do well, and it usually comes through Yimmy. Um, and then just hear me out, and Blaine kind of touched on this. <clears throat> if they don't rotate, which who knows at this point, there are a couple players in that Seattle midfield that I like. I know it's a road game, but San Jose is struggling and they don't have a coach. Um, none of this would be anything other than a bench play for me. Um, and it's also because I know how frustrated these players are to be dropping league points because of rotation. Um, and such a focus is on CCL. But there are some solid players on San Jose that make me hesitate. Um, Gregus has been doing shockingly sneakily well um in that midfield um getting nathan back is big the defense kind of solidifying but um somewhat of a differential and maybe a little bit of a homer pick um depending on what lineups come out for that game i might slot um either christian Roldan or joao paulo onto my bench um for seattle patrick yeah same as ashley drew c was the first one i added uh, they they just love to play good at home, and if it's going to happen, it's most likely going to be Driussi. Uh, and then Yimmy, he's gotten a little quiet lately, but he's still got those bicycles in him. I just know he does. Um, also got Grey Goosh, um, Zella, even though the little bad form he's having too, you know, you never know when he's just going to pop it, a free kick outside the 18 and – money and i got a question mark on carlos hill i just don't know he's carlos hill and that used to be enough (laughs) but um i'm almost to the point of adding him to the vela list and i'm not i'm like ashley's situationally vela it's Uh situationally heel but yeah. I mean, he had the perfect chance this past week and still didn't do anything with it. So what is that situation? Yeah. So I've got him right now, but he's on the bench and he is a question mark. So DC's we'll midfield is kind of suspect. I think it's worth, right. Kind of like, yeah. I, if, if you guys don't mind, I think it's worth having a conversation, right? Heels a big name. He's not on some of our teams. Why, why is he not? And why is he, I think it's like Blaine, why is he not on your team? Yeah, there was it was a no-brainer. I was gonna start lead with this in my section is heels on the road. That's it. Like I he's at that point you can only take him at home. No, at Charlotte, 14 points, at Portland, 10 points, at Miami, 10 points. Those are all his road games this year. And the teams, just, the teams just gotten worse over the last little bit since he started mm-hmm. that way. Uh Arena has taken over. We're in season form now. Uh, Books has been in and out of the lineup a little bit. Bo is hurt. It's just there's been rotation and injuries and you name it, they've had it. And I just I don't know. I'm just I can't take him on the road. That's just fantasy rules. You don't 
when a guy's struggling, you don't take him on the road like that. I don't care what his road form is. You just don't you don't take a struggling guy on the road. And DC's not a defense that I'm just like, ooh, I'm going to take players against him no matter what. Even if Nahar's hurt and Brad Smith's hurt? Yeah, even if some of those guys are hurt. I like that that central group in the back is really strong, and that's where Heal does most of his work. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we're not taking Heal if he's wide. So if he's playing in the middle, if he's going against those guys, that's that's where they get their work done. That's where Buxa gets most of his work done. Like, the way Heal is getting his points is up to that middle. And I like the DC center back pairing with Hamid behind him. I just do. It's I'm always going to. The other problems on that team are are legit, and we can talk about it. But I don't. I just don't see a ton of heel points, extra bonus points coming playing against DC. I just don't see the opportunities. And so I've got other names I like better. But it's just when you're struggling, Patrick, you don't take guys on the rip. Patrick, why are you considering him, and what would make you have him on your bench versus? not having him at all. I don't even really have a good reason other than he's Carlos Hill. Yeah. That's all I can come up with. And that's a lot to say when some of these guys that we counted on so much for the past couple of years, we're struggling to find reasons to put them in our team now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'd say a $12.6 million player on my bench right now. Yeah. It's pretty crazy but that's the only place I really trust him. I mean, D.C. can give up goals. They definitely can. And yeah, I just don't know. (laughs) I think the reverse question for you, and I don't think Heal is here, is at what point did you make the realization that Valeri was not that guy anymore? Sure. And we kept saying with Valeri, and I know I did this for a long time, oh, he's going to bounce back. He's going to bounce back. Now, last year it was we knew his age, we knew everything that was going on, but in years prior, it's like, He's going to bounce back. And every once in a while, he'd wow us with a 10 or a 12 or a 14. But then he kind of regressed back to where he had been. It's like, are we seeing heel at this point? Is is the brutality of MLS catching up to him? For me with Valeri, and I don't know how you guys feel, how you remember this, because it wasn't last season. It was the season before that. He was still a captain. He was still playing. They weren't benching him yet. So everybody wasn't benching him yet. But the players around him started to outscore him. And that was when I was like, okay, I know he's still the PK taker. I know he's taking free kicks, but I don't need to spend that money anymore. Blanco was cheap, I think, at the time. They had a couple other pieces. They had that striker who was so good. Um, I can see him, but I don't remember his name. Um, I don't feel that with Heal, if that makes sense. Carlos Heal is still the best player on this team at that point. Diego Valeri was no longer the best player on his team, even though he for years had been our best fantasy pick. Does that make sense? And so I, I agree with a lot of things you're saying about how he's lining up against DC this week, but I think the team of new England is in trouble. They're below the line already, which is really weird and uncharacteristic. Um, he doesn't have a lot of the same pieces around him. That striker tandem is swapping in and out with actual starters and not. But he still is the best player on his team by miles. So it makes me kind of like Patrick was saying, it, it's hard for me to say, nope, not this week because you're not in the 15, 16 point form that I expect of you. If there's going to be points, they should be coming from him. I, I'd like to, I haven't yet, but I'd like to look at how that team scored each week. And if he, if he was the highest pointed player, 
barring shutouts on his team each week. Cause I think he probably is. Um, but I, I like Patrick too. I'm not quite ready to say he's not in the form he used to be. He's not the fantasy player he used to be, but something is wrong. I think it's more in the team than in heel. And I don't know how you can predict when these points are going to come and they're not when, when that's kind of the situation. Cause like I said, his road games are his best games. His road games this season are the best ones, barring a beatdown of FC Dallas they had at home week two. Every other home game he's scored like five or less. All his road games have been in double digits. Um, so I don't know. There's just a lot of question marks with him. I feel like when we talk about how, especially you, feel about Vela, it's a little clearer. Like there's more like kind of certainties we can look at but heals a lot of question marks for me. And I think it just depends on what your gut says that this week and in the coming weeks is what does your gut say about, about heal? I think the one thing that hasn't been mentioned is also <laughs> his, his price at 12.6. Exactly. I mean, that's a lot of money and it's going to, it can also come down to maybe I can get a 10 or a 14 from heel on the road against DC, which is at the bottom of, of the table. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, if I save two point, for $2.6 million, million fantasy monies and move that someplace else, am I going to make up that point with another player? Like if I'm going to bring in, I mean, if I'm going to bring in a Blanco instead and save all kinds of money and shift that into a second forward that might have some options, am I going to take that extra $2 million and be able to afford a $6 million defender that could come away with a nine-point clean sheet for me? Is that going to be a better use of your money than the extra $2 million there and maybe you get a higher aggregate score between those two players and you would be which is heel something else to consider um he was definitely not one of the first names i went to for midfield this week blaine did you have to talk about everyone on your list i, I have not did. talked about anybody on no. <laughs> list. well then hit your list real quick before we move on yeah yeah um really quick one more thing on the heel um just because i was looking at it to stat i use all the time Look at that. You sort your stats center by the fantasy points per million dollars. Heel has fallen way off that list. He's third in points. Somebody in chat pointed out he's third in points overall in the game, but his return is like 4.6 points per million spent. Whereas Zeller Ion, who is right there with them on points, is at 6.1 points per million spent. That's a huge telling factor on why some of these top end players don't get picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my midfielders, I like a lot of the names that have been said. I know there's a couple names that have it. Um, Santi Rodriguez is one of those guys that as long as Maxi's out, he's playing the 10 on a New York City team that is just tearing it up and finding goals. They found goals all through Champions League. They've had some rotation issues. But now that Champions League is over for them, I expect good things from them in MLS. And while Maxi's out, Santi's the, the 10, and I've got to go with him. Um, uh, Cervania for Dallas is another one that I like is an early bench option. He's got the best average of all their midfielders. He's not super expensive and just one of those players that I think could have a really good week. Good, get you some really steady points. And then two more names that I like for uh, situational. I, I like where Ashley was going with the Red Bull thing. I like uh, Torres or Urso, depending on what your budget has for Orlando. I think New York's ripe to be picked off. And then I think that Philly game is an interesting one. Montreal hasn't had the best defense. And so I think you could look at Gazdag this week as an early bench option as well. Uh, definitely a lot of potential there. I know I've seen some names in chat 
or his name thrown out in chat a few times. Um, I do like that one. Montreal's not a defense I'm really picking for. I pick against them a little bit just because a good team can take advantage of it. And I know somebody asked in chat, and this will be my final point, uh, do you start Mihailovic this week or do you have him? My answer is a quick no, just because Philly's defense at home is too good. That's one of the best defenses. And Mihailovic has struggled a little bit this year. He's come on really strong lately. But this is a game I think he'll regress back to one of those two, three point. He is kind of goal and assist dependent right now, not picking up the bonus points. So, no, I would not go Mihailovic this week just because it's a the bad matchup on the road. The one name I'll add, I already mentioned before, uh, think about Blanco. I mean, he, he got some good minutes in this last week. He got an assist two weeks ago. RSL's coming off this this brutal beatdown with New York City. And if you do believe that they are regressing back to more where they should be, uh, this this game, this matchup has a history of some pretty high score lines. And so Blanco could have some, some good points. 6.3, good for value. Definitely a bench pick, I think, but uh, one to consider. Let's move on now to forwards. Patrick, who are you looking at? It looks like most of us are uh, talking about Tati, so we'll just take that one off. We know you're a Tati fan, but who else? Uh, yeah, that was the obvious one. Then um, somebody else is just flat out on form right now, and we're looking at that dead cat bounce from them getting rid of Almeida and bringing in assistant coach Wando. Uh, right. Jeremy Abobasi. Abobasi is on <laughs> fire right now. And um, the the Dallas Houston game, I, I see points in that. And the one I want to go for from it is Jesus Ferreira. He has always done me well when I've taken him. So here we go again. <laughs> Very nice, Blaine. Yeah, I'm looking a little different. Um, I do like Ferreira. He has just been so solid this season when he hits, and I think this is another game for him. Uh, I'm sticking kind of on that Philly train. I like Uri for them if he starts. It's an early game, so I'll get to see it. Uh, Burke wouldn't be a bad option either. I like this matchup. Like I said, I, I kind of pick against Montreal's defense a little bit. They get they tend to give up goals this year. And so I think that's a er, good early bench play. Same with Pereira. I'm, I'm probably putting both of those guys on the bench just because it's an easy way to see two scores. If both of them hit, I can scrub out my other forward and have more flexibility elsewhere. It's a strategy that I've liked this year. Um, I am not necessarily on the Tati train. He had not scored. He hadn't scored in MLS all season. I'm big on New York City. I really am. But you're coming off of a four-goal game like this. You're seeing everything that he's just done. And I like this matchup. I just it, – it feels like chasing points a little bit. It really does. Um, I think Magno has been more consistent in MLS. I think he, he still got another – he got a goal in this game or an assist in this game too. Like he was involved. I just I, – I think you're trying to chase points going Tati, and I may get burned by it, but it's also a little bit of budget thing. Magno's cheaper. I'm, I'm a little strapped on budget. I just – I like Magno. He's done more for me this season – and I don't want to chase the points. Don't want to chase, follow up a four goal game. We always say, be careful following up a hat trick and try to pick the guy up, trying yeah, to yeah. catch it again. This is a four. I don't, I can't remember ever seeing a guy get four and then trying to go back and get him the next game. Unless it was like super old school when you would have Robbie Keane every week 
back when you couldn't change out your whole lineup. And if you were taking Keen, Keen was in your lineup for a month or two. Yeah. Like that was old rules. We've never seen a four in the modern era. And I just, I can't go right back to a guy like that. Yeah. Okay, we'll take our five games this week. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I think I'm the one that always says, when does a hat trick follow up a hat trick? But I, 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 I often say your reasoning, but I don't know that I feel it myself this week with Tati because you guys, well, one, you guys know right after Brexhe, Tati is number two on, on my, on my, on my love list um, as a fantasy player. But a lot of that is because he hadn't scored a goal yet this season. And because of that, so desperately, I felt like he was due and he re- really showed that now two goals were PKs. I'm not trying to take away from his glory, but um, he was due. I mean, you could, if you watched him, especially in, in CCL, especially in the, in the legs or Seattle, he was hungry and Tati coming off that golden boot, you know, he's never going to be satisfied um, now that he's tasted that, that goal scoring, you know, glory. So I agree with you. New York city's done such a great job with what was it? Jason and then Magno kind of, kind of filling in um, on those attacking wings and and kind of taking the points from Tati a little bit, but. Friday has been an instant success for yep. them. The, mid, the midfield is contributing, I think, more than we've seen in some years past, even without Maxi, because Maxi's more of, a, of the playmaker, right? Uh, and no one's really pulling the strings. They're all just collaborating well. But I, I'm still going to go Tati this week. I, I see what you're saying about point, point chasing. It doesn't feel like that for me. It feels like kind of how I, we briefly talked about Reynoso. feels like a player who should have already gotten hot just got hot um and and he tends to kind of run these out he's usually a goal or bust guy kind of like yosef but still um i i think it's it's less of point chasing and more of he just turned turned on and i, I don't want to miss it right it's like reed's always said tati shoots tati shoots does. that's yeah he 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 gets customized short shorts and he shoots <laughs> and he does it better than anybody else um i also like I'm the opposite of Patrick with Jesus Ferreira. Every time I've picked him up this year, he's burned me. Oh, he's your, um, he's your uh, Barrios. <laughs> he is my Barrios. Yeah. Big time. But I like him so Merch. much. I lo- loved him coming. To- Who's your Barrios? That's the Barrios, yeah. Um, I loved him coming into this season. I really liked him with the national team. I think when he pretended to take the PK, so no one bugged Christian Pulisic and that, World Cup qualifying game was one of my favorite shithousery things I've ever seen in the world. Um, I I just really like him, but he has not liked me this year. So I'm going to give it another go. Makes me feel better that Patrick said he, he hasn't let him down yet. So, <laughs> so well, now, now we're least... stuck in a catch 22 <laughs> situation. So if I can just take a little bit of that success, I'll, I'll never, I like this matchup. I like that it's early. I like FC Dallas on, right now, um, even against a kind of informed Houston. I still, I like them a lot. Um, and I like how he's playing in that system. And then for me that I, I do want a third striker. I don't think I want to scrub my striker spot this week, but I'm kind of on the Campana train. Um, I hated getting to watch him in person this past weekend, but he's picking up points, score sheet points in two consistent weeks now, getting that trust and play over Higuain. Um, I think if Higuain's back in this lineup, I don't like that anymore. <laughs> Um, and this isn't not at all a knock on Atlanta, but like you said, 
they're missing two major leadership roles. One is their defensive six in the middle. Um, and then now Brad Kuzan. I, I, I like Atlanta's defense more than I like Campana, um, even on the road. But he's a cheap player. He's putting up some consistent points right now, which means if he does okay, he also should be due for a price rise. Um, he's, he'd be a bench play. Um, but I think Abobasi needs to go in that same kind of vein for me. That, that's who I kept kind of swapping out in that, in that spot. Abobasi is on a crazy scoring streak. I think it's three games in a row now. Um, and multiple goal games, two of those three games. Um, Seattle is shook in league play right now. I don't know if this is the game they snap out of it. I do think they're really focused on Champions League. Um, and so losing those home points this past weekend really stuck with them. And the Almeida switch up too. I, there's a lot of question marks in that game, which makes me nervous about a Bobasi. But um, I think he's a super considerable bench striker. Um, to just see if he can keep that form up. Good names. I think those are going to be most of the, the chalk <laughs> players that people look at. I'm going to throw out a couple other names just for the sake of conversation. Uh, Charlotte is making the trek up to Colorado this year, uh, this week for the first time. And uh, Rubio has been on a nice little bit of form recently. So 8.8. I thought you were going to say Barrios. <laughs> no, no. Like, Rubio has been on a nice little bit of form. Uh, so there's someone that you can take an eye on. Uh, not saying that definitely one of the guys to pick, but I think one worth we're thinking about. And then uh, even going over to that LA Nashville game, I know a lot of people are focused on Chicharito, but uh, Edwards has been very consistent over there. Uh, and so also pretty cheap. Um, again, those, maybe those are bench plays. Uh, Nashville has not been as solid as they were in the past. They've been long road streak as they get ready for, for that new stadium. They've never allowed more than two when they have allowed a goal. So uh, there's a couple other of, of cheap forwards that you may uh, roll around as you're, you're going through. Maybe they'll be on uh, Tyler's next differentials. So we can see what's going on. I, I can't take that. That was from chat. I forgot who put it. It's way up in the top, but I loved it so much. Different ranchals. Uh, yeah. we, may, we may just change the name of, of his article. Oh my go God, you that. have to. It's, <laughs> we probably need to. to. All right, let's wrap this up with captain picks. Who are you looking at, Blaine? I have no idea at the moment. <laughs> I don't I don't have Dreyusi in my current lineup. I'm Cop out. Cop out. But Dreyusi is probably the best. I think I have to bring him in just as one of the best captain options for the week and given that he's there he's yeah he's probably going to be my captain just because I do midfielders although I have that gut feeling that Ferrer is going to have a monster week and I want to but he's also such a good bench option I don't know if I'll have him in my lineup to do the captain's armband so probably Drew you see Ashley yeah I also think that the armband's on Drew see for me this week um Every week that I haven't put it on heel, and then the next week I'm like, this is a better matchup. I should put it on him. It hasn't worked for me. And, you know, we just spent 10 minutes going, do we or don't we, just have putting him in our team. Um, I, I know it's a road game. I, th I think it's going to make sense. I think it's going to be kind of a, a chalk pick um, he heel, but I think Drew AOC makes more sense um, with how that Vancouver team has been playing, the goals they've been letting in. And more importantly, just how Austin's been playing at home. Like Patrick said, even if he's not the one scoring the goals, everything seems to come through him. Um, and when I've watched them, he's he's also had some real sitters. And so I feel like his point production is due to pop um, more than it than it already has just kind of being that that playmaker. 
Um, I also think, and I could be wrong, um, that I saw Cecilia Dominguez is back with the team. At least if he's not back with the team, he's posting pictures of being in facilities. So to me, that doesn't do a ton for him like that. Him being there or not being there doesn't really do too much for me. I, I don't think it impacts Drusy, but um, I think that's where I'm, it's a long-winded answer of saying Drusy. I think. Patrick. Rex Shea. Yes. So I, I only ever get to say that in chat. I never get to say that actually <laughs> on here. No, it's, it's Drusy. It's Drusy all the way. Yeah, that was an easy one for me. Uh, Drusy has, has the skill, has... Uh, the form, the history, and Vancouver is is not not fantastic. So I think that's that's a great setup for a captain. I uh, had a quick mention in chat. Uh, what about being different and going with Fagundes? Uh, you can. I've seen some people who I wouldn't recommend that one, but you I mean you, you could. I've seen some some lives where people have Fagundes penciled in instead of Dreyusi. Uh, that's probably based on what happened recently. Uh, Fagundes has just a lower ceiling. He, he tends to get like a two or a seven or a two or a six, something like that. Jerusi I'd is also definitely... say he has a lower floor too. Yeah, no, he's, he just has lower point potential in general, but every now and then he'll, it'll work for him and Jerusi may not come away. He'll get a four or three or something, but um, Jerusi is the guy who's going to be more consistent, more the target for, yeah. for the points in that team. Teams with stronger center backs give Jerusi some trouble because he does play so much down the middle yeah. i think panda talked about this when he was on earlier this year and fagundes is strictly on the wing yeah um i don't know that vancouver the vancouver matchup this week favors wing play i think that they've been doing like a three back kind of thing i i think dreyusi can do well in that in that system but if you need money he's not a terrible no, he's not. And Cam's exactly right in, in chat. Like, yeah, he's getting a two this week. He's, he's going to get a one because he'll get like a two and a yellow or he'll just get zero with a red card. So um, yeah. we'll see what happens. But of course, we've cursed him. But no, I like him as well for my captain. Pretty easy pick right there. Uh, going to be a trap is what Black and Red says. We'll see. Hope, hope not. Why is he putting that out there? Don't do that. He's just trying to mess with people. He's just yeah. trying to mess with people. <laughs> But we'll see more. We'll get uh, more information out as we go along. So uh, that's all that we have for the show tonight. Uh, thank you so much, everyone who joined us. Thank you to Patrick, who was uh, coming out with us tonight to share his thoughts. Ooh, Are we ready? He went that out to show it. Uh, so I let's start it. off with uh, with our plugs. Patrick. Um, Patreon, of course. Yeah, I've been a Patreon supporter for a few years now. Wouldn't be where I am without the assistance there and especially assistance from the Discord. Awesome. Blaine. Nothing for me this week. Not even your sweet shirt? Oh, I mean, I guess I can <laughs> merch. Uh, if you guys, like Reed's been saying all show, if you guys have merch ideas, uh, that's great. Um, for people who can't see it, it's just a quick hashtag never Vela, but I was able to get the Fantasy Insider logo underneath it. Um, if you guys are interested in getting some merch like that, let us know and we can find a way to do it. I've got a local shop that can print up shirts on demand or i can do some bulk orders if you guys are seriously interested in in merch i'm all for helping facilitate getting this done and getting them out um i think it could be cool to have some shirts with the logo on them and just some of our hashtags because mls is a great one that i think should be first shirt we have produced but if you guys are interested i did it i just did this with a quick screen print here at the house and it just i thought it was going to be fun for the show it got it was a good talking point but if you guys are serious and want either a Never Bella shirt or a <laughs> MLS or something else, 
do let us know and we can see about doing a run on this. Yeah, I feel like DIY merch totally fits in with, with how we operate this show. So that's if we're all here with irons trying to get everything shipped out to go. Ashley, what about you? Yeah, my plug this week is for Madison Shanley. She is the former uh, anthem singer for the Portland Timbers who they uh, let go because she wore a shirt that said, you knew. Um, one, she does a great job with an anthem. I don't think we've ever talked about this, but my mom is an aggressive anthem judger. So I have inherited that trait. She kills it. Um, and I just think, I doubt she listens, not a big fantasy player, but I just want to throw that out, out there that she is, she is my plug this week for really putting her foot down, um, in a way that kind of, you know, costs her a lot. And I just really respect that. So Madison Shanley, remember who she is, look it up. She talked a lot about her meeting with the front office on her social media. Um, and I found it to be very enlightening. Very good. I, I don't want to make fun of that, but just one of the things that stood out Go to ahead. me is I love the idea of like just picking a random person and being like, like <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, really show. funny. Don't know if he really listens to the show. <laughs> Not sure how much fantasy he plays, but cool guy. Anyway. We've talked about it a little bit in the plug section, so I figured it was it was a, it was a good time to throw it out. She ju- we just she and I interacted this week, so that that seemed like the time to to do it. But yeah, I'm gonna start picking random people. That's, plugging that, them. That'd be, that'd be great. And of course, for me, uh, check out mlsfantasyboss.com. Have the articles that pop up there as well as uh the what could newly be named uh, differentials article uh, coming out i can't out. wait for this uh, right. and of course head over to the discord mlsfancyboss.com slash discord for the easiest way to join that community and don't forget the patreon community patrick is a member uh, a lot of people in the chat are members it's uh, just a great way to to interact it, it does allow you to financially support our show but then we get that back with swag and cool things like the show and maybe Never Bella shirts. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Situationally, uh, scarves Bella in the shirts. background. Situationally, Bella. We've had uh, pint glasses in the past. We've had koozies, lots of little stuff bags. So uh, we we do what we can. There we go. Patrick's like our our Price is Right model. Look right at here. that. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Balls behind Blaine. Uh, but yeah, to check out that, if you want to become a supporter, uh, so so humbled that if you would choose to do that, thank you so much, everyone uh, who already is. You guys are are awesome. Uh, and as always. Good luck. 